Hello everyone, welcome to the Curious Duke Gallery and thanks everyone for, for turning up today. I'm Stuart from inspiringcity.com and I'm the lucky host of this artist talk with a good friend of mine, a good Hello. friend of the blog, uh, Sam Peacock. How are you doing Sam? Very well, thank you. And it's an ideal opportunity really to speak to Sam about you know, this, this, uh, this latest show. So thanks everyone for, 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 for coming along today and thanks everyone for watching online as well. So Sam, hello. Hello, how are you? All right. Tell me something about this, this show. So this all started um, for me when I moved from London. I sold up in London. I moved to Hastings, well, a small town called Battle. I think part of the move was I, th I found my work was going to change direction anyhow, simply because moving from the city where I'd spent 16 years um, creating work solely based around experiences within the city um, to moving to a completely unknown area where colours would change, where for me living would change dramatically where I've, I found so I've got a studio outside and I'm moving to Battle which is it's probably the most quaint quiet town in Britain and then being on the on the coast by Hastings and having a coastline to explore which kind of linked in with me massively in the work that I produce and tracing old paths around uh, coastal paths so this was it's a very it's an artist response directly to Places such as Pet Level, such as Winchelsea, which are these gorgeous little hidden away beaches and, and places like Fairlight, where there's kind of old galleons and ships sunk. I, I, know, cause you, I, I know you came down um, to Hastings and we, we sat in a pub for a day and I kind of, I took you on a little tour. I didn't take you on the nice beaches. You took me a tour of the pubs. Is I, took you <laughs> I took you on a tour of the pubs <laughs> around Hastings. I didn't see much of the landscape, Sam. No. But it, I mean, it's... <laughs> Come down and see the landscape, see yeah. my inspiration. No, we just went to the... Since yeah. when was your inspiration the, the inside of a bar? This is true. This <laughs> is true. It's some sort of strange Oliver Reed character. Just doing a pub call with you. But no, so um, a, lot of, a lot of the recent inspiration was, was based around places like Pet Level. And um, Pet Level being, four million years ago, a, a forest that kind of separated, well, where it linked um, what you had, kind of continental Europe now, uh, to mainland Britain and um, four million years ago um, it was just a forest and at low tide now you can see the remains of the forest and if you go further into the sea so I got into sea swimming I got kind of into going into the sea and, and just doing that and kind of exploring really so exploring the land more so this is kind of a reflection of not only the sea but the land but I think me um, getting more involved with finding out I think my artistic discovery and you know I, I've learned to use how I found a metal detector I went metal detecting just to find metal and I, I know on, when we were on the beach, we kind of pulled loads of chain out of the earth, didn't we? And we did. all bits that we found. And it was just, I don't know, I think I'm always looking for the colours. And being in the country, you get exposed to a lot more colours and a lot more. I think even, even at night time, even that kind of that 6.30, 7 o'clock sort of time when the sun is just starting to ebb away and it just exposes loads of colours. And even in the winter, it, the whole place is different from what it is in the summer. So I try to capture a lot of that, you know, with the sketchbook work that I do and to capture some of the colours and some of the places that I've been to and just try to put them into the art that I mm. make, really. I, I wanted to retain the steel and the coffee in the work and, mm. and I think I've, 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 kept, I've kept some of the influences. Some of this stuff is, um, this is based on pet level and pet level, uh, the cliffs itself, they're all falling away now, but originally they were, um, they were where hunter-gatherer tribes used to sit and, um, and you can still see the kind of rocks that they've carved. The hunter-gatherer tribes four million years ago have carved into the rocks and they're all still there. And um, as animals kind of moved inlands from, from what's down the channel, um, hunter-gatherer tribes have kind of 
use it as, as their dinner, really. <laughs> <laughs> Sit and take animals from the sea. It's quite nice. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of thing that, things that I'm picking up there. About yeah. your work. One of the, the first and most, most pressing things that I'm taking is your, your connection to the countryside. I suppose of the land, you know, it plays to that desire that you got, that passion to do something in the place that you got. But a lot of your work seems to be influenced by the place that you're in. Yeah. Is, would that be right? Yeah, so I mean, every piece here and every piece I've produced for the Curious Duke over the past two, two to three years, they've all got road names attached to them. So everything's named after a road, really, or a road or a, a place or an old road, or an old road that's maybe been forgotten and turned into a, into a field, or maybe a field that's been turned into a, a housing estate, and maybe there's kind of old Roman remains, Celtic remains, which you kind of I look at on old maps and go and try and discover and take my metal detector. A lot of places you can't metal detect, but it's all named after the land. I mean, of the land comes from a piece of text that I was reading, and it just the saying of the land and how humans are all of the land, and we all go back to the land. Mm. And I think that was such a striking. I was sitting trying to work out what to call the body of work of the land. It always kind of turned up, and I thought it's probably an, an apt title. So when you, you're talking about really experiential type, a thought process that goes on with your work, so yeah. you, you're buying a, a detect, you're learning how to metal detect, you're trying to find stuff, you're going on the beach, you're digging up chain. Is that about getting a connection with It's process that? driven. I mean, I'm a process driven, you know, driven artist and that's all I am. I mean, there's nothing, you know, I think the process will change as the experience changes. I think that's what we're trying to drive at here. That's what I'm getting at. I think you always revert back to the type that you're just a painter and as long as I can still connect and paint and connect with an audience that's what I'm trying to get at there's nothing there's no great science to it other than just being who you are and who you I mean this is who I am now and where I am at the point this is me you know there's nothing more than this you know the past is the past and it will, I'll build on it and make I'm, I'm making new work at the moment you know I'm in the studio again because I know I need to build on what I've built I know I need to progress as an artist and get better as a painter. I think we all need to get better at whatever we're doing in life, don't we? So you just, you refine your practice and then I start sketchbook work again now and then I'll take it to Eleni over the summer and I'll say, you know, this is what I'm working on now. So I'm making small experimental pieces now. And the more kind of my experience is just doing things, just being out walking. I mean, I'm very fortunate to be an artist, you know, I don't, think for a minute that I'm not, I'm an extremely fortunate place where I could spend my life, you know, I'm only in my 40s, but I can spend my life doing art. I've managed to carve that out. So it's been my life's focus to get to this. It seems quite strange, doesn't it? But when your life's focus has just been about making, is, is led to this point. This is, yeah, this is where I am, so. So I, I, can, I can track your, your work back a number of can We've, of, we've, we've of known each other for years, it's been nice. And um, you look at this now, and it is different. There's, there's more. It's bashed up a bit more. How, how have, has, do you think, your, your art has changed since, say, the first time you, you exhibited in this very same space, maybe, however many yeah. years ago? How, how would you describe that? I think, I think I was still very much learning when I met Eleni and the Curious Duke. I was still very much... I did used to bash steel up then, but I didn't really... Kind of, I, I, I smashed steel up for, um, for a hotel in, in where was it? Florence, just off the Arno, um, a place called Via La Vedetta. Um, so I made a piece for them. And I was in Florence when I met Eleni, strange enough. We didn't meet in Florence, which would be quite strange. Um, but we met, we met over social media, which was, which was weird. And, um, and yeah, it was, um, we just, it was just, it was purely by chance that we met. I don't think my work was as strong as it is now. So you do have to kind of build on 
and what you do. But I do look back at the work that I've produced and the work that I've still got at home. I, I don't much like the reflection process, but you do have to reflect mm. on what you've done before to kind of work out where you're going in the future. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That's what I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to, you know, to, to give it the right amount of verbatim, really, but... But there's, there's something there. There's something there. You're able to sort of reflect on that journey and, and, yeah. and acknowledge the past so that you can do what you're doing at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I mean I've, I've become very involved in history, um, especially locally in battle. I've, I've quite enjoyed living in battle and learning about the local history in battle. That's, that's been a real, real positive for me. So. Yeah, I remember when you took me up to that big castle in battle. Yeah, so, so that was the second fort that um, William the Conqueror built in England. That was, um, it, it, is there actually steps going on, or do you literally have to go up yeah, a go, path and just go up a hill like that? When, I mean, you've got videos of me <laughs> falling down the bloody thing, haven't you? But, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was getting at. <laughs> but the so, Romans were there before William the Conqueror was there. The Celts were there before yeah, the Romans no, were there. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's so a, people a, have always been there. Yeah. You know, people have always etched a living from the land there. So it's it's really important to go and look at. I know kind of think where's where he taking me now but it's all it's a really important experience that the hills that you've climbed with me and the the cliff faces that we've climbed they've been climbed by everybody from yeah i mean thankfully kind of dictators like napoleon and hitler never turned up on these shores did they but but there's so many people that did turn up on these shores and, and would have climbed that hill so again it's in quite exciting isn't it? it 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 is and it's interesting the way that you're you're doing this because absolutely, you know, people from time immemorial have been in that very same space that we, yeah. we, we were there. And you gave it's these quite amazing, isn't levels. It? Yeah, it's quite like amazing when you think, you know, the things that, you know, I remember putting out, you know, bits of wood and the thinking, I mean, the last person who probably touched this piece of wood would have been about four million years ago. You know, even when metal detecting, when you kind of go metal detecting, you start digging for kind of coins and stuff, which is what I generally do. You know, I'm not much of a numismatic expert, but I think you just learn about coins and metals as you go on, but then you, you dig up a coin from like the Roman period and you think, God, oh, the last person that touched that coin would have been a Roman or would have been around when Romans were around. Isn't, isn't, that's terrifying, isn't it? You get a great, I don't know, for me, there's a great connection with the land, but I've only learned it and I'm still, you know, like I said, extremely naive to it, but over the past two years of living in battle and living in, just in this little town where you could just get up and have a coffee and walk off kind of that way and then you're in fields and then you're in fields and forests and you just keep walking. You're just on your own, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's you find a real connection then? I'm, I'm, lear I'm learning about the land again. I, I've lo I lost a lot. I was born in the Midlands, as you know. You know I was born in a, <laughs> in a town called Rugby, which is still very close to my heart, but I've moved on. I'm sure Rugby's moved on in its own little way as well. But as a, as a, as a child, you kind of, you're exposed to towns but you're exposed to the landscape as well and as you spent most of my childhood in a, in, a, in a field and it's just getting back to that again so you've got i've gone kind of full circle with with learning so so let's Maybe. talk let's Go talk on. about the, the, the work that you've got and your your process i think a lot of people find your process very interesting because you describe yourself uh, as a painter a landscape painter yet when you look at your work it's not a traditional painting is it um it depends what you call traditional i think i mean tradition you kind of say, I think Turner, um, for me, was one of the most kind of amazing painters where, and Turner's so celebrated anyway, isn't he? I mean, he's, for me, that's traditional. I'm not traditional. I, I don't know what I am. I'm just, I'm just doing what I want to do. I think you mentioned process. I think the process, I've used a lot of what I consider household paints. Uh, I, I think that came about from living in London, really, and not wanting to work on canvases and not wanting to buy Daler and Roney materials and not wanting to go to art shops and do 
And I quite enjoy sketching, but black and white sketches, pencils and charcoals, you know. <coughs> Making my own charcoal, that's quite exciting, you know, a willow trees and that's, I used to do that as a kid and, you know, we used to do that at art college. And it's just making things with your hands, isn't it? You know, talk about process, it is. It's not pressing print. And I know a lot of work is, I know a lot of print editions are so much more than that. And I'm not knocking anybody's work at all, but for me it's about every piece is an original, every piece is made by hand, it's, it's where I'm at. And how do you, I mean, something like this then, yeah. that's a, 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 above your head, it's a huge piece. It's it fall off be, the wall. And oh, yeah, me. well, just <laughs> precariously <laughs> balanced. Cut me in two. Be, on the top. <laughs> be, I'll, be, well, I'll be one of them Instagram sensations, whatever they're called. <laughs> what are they called? <laughs> Social media thing. I'll be in the, on, on the Sun News app the next day, man gets decapitated by own artwork. <laughs> that yes, yeah, it, perhaps we should have got a different place to locate to this conversation. There we go. <laughs> Look at it, look at it. I mean, it is bashed up. Um, I mean, how do you, I mean, just go, I mean, so it must be a very physical it is. activity doing something like this. <laughs> I got, uh, yeah, I, I wait till it rains. I cover my steel in, um, in the land. So I dig the land out, water the land down, water the clay down, and then completely coat it in, uh, which is wheelstone, wheelstone clay. Yeah. And then wait till it rains. So the rain splatters it and then stand there with a sledgehammer on it and just smash maybe crap out of it until I, create the landscape they want to create. Right. So I'm working with the sledge on my outside in the rain. And over the winter, I mean, I created this all through the winter, so it was cold this winter, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. So every day was a challenge. So even when the days when your bones are cold and your muscles are cold, you just want to go inside. And most of the days I was like, oh, I'm going inside, I've had enough now. And you get to the point you think, I've just, I'm done with it. Then I'd have to come back the next day and I, I use some chemicals to kind of enhance the aging process, should we say. I use a lot of fire, so I've got a fire pit. I use a lot of various heats butane propane mixes and gas but I use a lot of local wood as well to set fire to things I, mean, I just set fire I just like fire I like setting fire to everything I mean, there's no there's no great mystery I've always liked setting fire to things and that's how you get the, the is that is the it's not it's not a uh, everyone's nodding their heads now there's no uh, yep that's Sam <laughs> Sam loves that stuff oh, yeah, yeah. So, when, so when I pass away I'm going to be buried I think just to go, <laughs> I'll go for the full burial <laughs> There won't be a flame involved. <laughs> the irony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, look, so looking at that, thing, so, so, but it's the fire that gives it, is, is it the fire that gives it the colour at the end? How I does think, the um, colours get created? So I spend a lot of time mixing my colours. I mean, I, like I said, I buy industrial household paints. A lot of my time is spent mixing. If you look through the sketchbooks, there's lots of kind of colour test sheets, which kind of keeps them going. Till I find the right colour and then it's a, a lot of it's experimentation with smaller because I use a lot of smaller pieces of steel to set on fire first see if I can get the colour right see if I can get the texture right and then so the heat changes the colour morphs the colour quite dramatically sometimes sometimes I mean I use little um, bits of like almost like candle wax and I place them on there which leave these lovely little circuits they're not even on there I can't even see the bloody things now <laughs> there's one or, one or two and when they when it all sets on fire you know you've generally got it too hot but when it melts and it kind of melts away. Um, but you, you know, you see the alternate paintings and there's always a light on in the boat and that kind of changed from industrialization to the modern world. And yeah, it's all about that really. I, 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 I quite enjoy reading about Turner and there's hopefully little bits of what I've learned about, um, about paintings and paintings of the time of Turner kind of feed into the work a little bit. So when did you first realize that this was the sort of thing that you wanted to do? There's any realization. I think there's no kind of, there's no, there's no, there's no kind of real point I thought this is what I want to do. It's just what's happened. Yeah. It's just, it's progress, it's process, and it's progress. And you kind of think, I'm going to do that. I'm going to, this is the next evolving 
step you just evolve don't you as an artist yes. you're meant to evolve and there's no i don't sit and plan it like in 10 years time i'll be doing that i think a day-to-day -day plan really is how i work i don't sit and write it all down like in five years i'm going to do this it's nice to think like that but it never quite works out that way i just write down what i'm doing tomorrow and living in the moment maybe if that's what it's called living in the moment yeah i live in the moment <laughs> so, so let me rephrase it how when did you first Am I not answering your question? No, Sorry. No, no, you, no, you <laughs> not, have. I'm awfully not. I mean, awfully was, question avoidance here, isn't it? That was Sorry. a lovely, we've deep and meaningful And we've only got half an hour to kill, haven't we? So, <laughs> it was a lovely, sound. deep and meaningful answer. Go on, go on. Go on. <laughs> I was really thinking, when did you decide... You're not like David Dimbleby, are you? You're a lot more <laughs> kind of... I'm getting Michael Parkinson more than Dimbleby with this one. <laughs> I'll, I'll take Parky. I quite, Parky. I'll I'll take I quite enjoy the Parky approach. It's wonderful. You've got even you've even got Parky's body language as well. I have. I noticed your own report. It's more, more of a seventies Parkinson, but absolutely. Oh well, I do, I, I do right. get it. I I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I do get it. I do get it. It's all good. So, so when did you decide that you like to set fire on to, on on things and, and bash it up? I think it was at university. So, a university. I caused I caused the most carnage that I've ever caused at university. I just I annoyed every. I used to set things on fire in the car park. So I'd, I'd go down the scrap scrap. I'd take cars apart and car doors. And I for my final year, this was in the this was before this was pre computers and this was 1990. When did I start doing this? 95. So this was kind of cutting shapes out of doors with a with a metal saw and then going at it with a sledgehammer and then using everything from uh, you know red diesel to petrol and just. <laughs> Watch that go, but using the same sort of process with paint, and then having black smoke billowing out of Soli Hall College's campus, and I got into so I got into quite a lot of trouble, you know, through that. <laughs> I did. I used to get into quite a lot of trouble. Really? Uh, yeah, I used to get. Into, yeah, but I knew I was gonna. I've been in trouble before in my life. I know how to take a bollock and it's okay. You just get on with it. You say, just get on with it and nod and agree. They didn't like what I was doing. It was a very much traditional course, you know. Yes. So it wasn't me. Um, I never, I never got on at university. I completely messed university. So th up. this is your your artistic outlet, really. Yeah, was well, it? it's just. I mean, you know, I mean, university was great. I mean, university now, I think they've they've destroyed it for the for young people because they've settled people with debt, and it's, it's I, I don't know, I don't know quite where this incumbent of a government are going with universities, but there's no in, people need to think and be able to do what they want to do. And if it's radical and if it's out there, they should be able to get on and do radical and out there things, shouldn't they? That's, that's, that's my thought about it. Instead of, I mean, you look at the art curriculum now, it's very much kind of going back to drawing and pencil drawing. But that's great. It's a great starting point in art. It's a great starting point, you know. And if you're building on that, you're building on that. But for me, it was never about pencil drawing. For me, it was just about the fire. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one, when, one time... Um, I. I, I, I don't know when it was we spoke, but and I might be misremembering this. But were you? I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say anyway. But but do, on, do, do you? How do you harboured ambitions to buy a tank, and set that thing on fire and bash up the tank? Is that is so that a thing? I'm, I'm, if I said to you, if I said to you, I'm consistently looking for things to buy and set on fire to. That's you're not far from the truth with what you're <laughs> with what you're getting at. Eventually, I mean, it, I guess it will. If I managed to buy a tank, it'd be great. I'm, I'm, there's certain people in my life, in my life, like my wife, who might say, "You're not parking a tank." <laughs> Oi! Your drive. dinner's in the dog. Get that <laughs> tank out of this house. <laughs> it's, it's, I like, presume she's not Yorkshire. Like Ricky Gervais doing a Northern accent there, wasn't it? <laughs> Oi, Peacock! Get this tank out of yeah. the way. She, she, my wife doesn't even like what. She's very much like, "What are you doing?" 
think I'm smashing that with, with a sledgehammer. What do you think I'm doing? Well, my journey is coming out of my kind of garden over, you know, and I go down the garden to where the studio is and around the back there as well, where the steel gets smashed up. So my commute's quite easy. It's just down the garden. And then I don't, I just got the data myself. I could just do what I want to do. So what does that back of the garden, it's down the back of the garden, is it? Yeah, it's all covered in trees. So I've got trees that overhang. It's lovely, yeah. So That's describe it when you go in there. What does it look like? It's just full of steel, full of steel shapes that I've been making, full of bits of wood that I'm waiting to burn, <laughs> full of bottles of chemicals, things that I want to boot sale. Yeah, it's all there. Yeah, <laughs> It's just a proper, well, I, I, I don't want to sound sexist in any way at all, but you, you, you hear the kind of bloke's den and bloke's shed. If there's such a thing as a bloke's den and a bloke's shed, I think mine might be up there with, you know, I've got guns that I kind of old, <laughs> antique weapons that I kind of collect and swords and knives and, I'm quite into all that. It's, it's part of it, you know. I think when we did Novotel, when I did the Novotel Hotel, a lot of that was, um, you know, I went out and bought an antique rifle because it was made by the same company who used to export coffee from the, from um, Canary Wharf. So that was a big part of it. Just learning about it's, it's things that you kind of go and buy, isn't it? You go and mm. buy things and. So use this place. It's an it's, it's it's your pad, but it's a place to experiment and to try new things. And well, I, see you know, what works. I think yeah, I think that's when you know you start making art when you start getting involved in it and doing things that are a bit out there and doing what you want to do, don't you? It's when the art starts. Start making art properly. You know, you've got to experiment. It's got to, a lot. A lot of work goes wrong. There's a lot of things that don't get made. There's a lot of stuff that sits there. I mean, I've got an old part of a MiG twenty one fighter jet. Uh -huh. And that's um, full of bullet holes that the um, MOD sprayed with machine gun fire. So I've still got that and I've worked on that, but that was meant to come to fruition. That never came to fruition. I've got antique breastplates that I've bought, you know, from, you know, replicas from the 1900s that are just sitting there that I've rusted and painted and set on fire. And they're, and they're still there because uh, they haven't come to fruition yet. You know, so there's lots of things that are, mm. I'm working on that don't ever make it out of the studio and they're generally around the back with me. So it's always, the thought process is always there to kind of refine and make things. Sam, I want to thank you for your time thank today you. lovely. at the Curious Duke Gallery. Thank, thank you very much. much. Thank you for and, coming. Um, Cheers. Thank you very much. Yes, thank, thank, you. You. thank you for having me. Thank, thank you for having me. There we go. Brilliant. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you. There we go.